Have you ever been curious how other companies hire? Well, we for sure were, and that's why we're proud to announce a mini-series where we find out how hiring is done at some of the coolest technology companies. Today, we talk with Walter, a senior TA manager with 20 years of experience. We discuss him joining Ahol Del Hayes and the change management needed in recruitment as they start investing in technology, the current setup in TA, and future plans for recruitment at Ahol Del Hayes. Tune in. You're listening to Priority Onboarding. We are your hosts, Andre and Daniel. Here we talk with guests that have fascinating growth and hiring stories. From startup founders to heads of people, freelancers, recruiters and investors, we cover them all. So Walter, it's great to have you today to talk about hiring at Ahol Del Hayes. But before we get Thank into you. that, maybe it would be great to know what is Ahol Del Hayes from your own words. Thank you for the introduction, uh, Andre. Alda Hayes is a, a group of companies that is active in retail industry, and more specific, they own the biggest supermarket brands or some of the biggest supermarket brands in the world. And the most famous brand in the Netherlands is Albert Heijn, where a lot of people in the Netherlands do their uh, grocery shopping. And besides that, we have different brands like Ethos for skincare and health, and Gal and Gal for where some people buy their liquor. But it's an international group of companies. So also in America, Aldo Hayes is very big. We have some presence in Europe with different brands and labels uh, and mostly supermarket labels. Nice. Both of us are from Romania and I think uh, Aldo Hayes also owns uh, a couple of brands uh, in, in our home country. Yes, and I think they just bought another one a few weeks, a few months ago, right? I, so, I, I saw I will, something I, like that, yeah. I will travel and visit the, the supermarket headquarters to be, uh, in uh, in two weeks, so in Romania. So uh, I'm very curious how it's organized there. Awesome. Well, make sure you, you taste some of the famous Romanian food. I'm sure if you go to uh, any place, basically, they will they will treat you to that. But curious afterwards to see how you found it, because I guess it's your first time there, right? I've traveled a lot, but I've never been to uh, Bucharest, Romania. So I'm, I'm very curious. And, um, and maybe after this uh, podcast, you, you can give me some advice where to go to uh, if I have, uh, for example, half day of spare time to, to spend uh, in Bucharest. Yeah. Absolutely. Happy to do that. One thing we did kind of prior to this conversation during our research was to find out a little bit more about Ahol Behez and the scale of the operation. And... Um, I was, I mean, I expect it to be a very large company, but, you know, looking at the numbers, I thought this is really big. So if I see correctly, uh, 55 million customers each week uh, in Europe, US and Indonesia, that's a lot every week. Yeah. And um, roughly you guys have around 4,200 job openings, at least running at the moment. I'm not sure if that's a standard thing, but also that's huge. Yeah, no, the only thing I can I can think of is that the employees are the people that that work at least are working part time in the stores, mm -hmm. or maybe the student, maybe students who have like a side job besides their study. Because we have a lot of people, especially young people, who work in our stores, uh, of course, to earn some money besides their studies or, or college. Yeah. So maybe, and that's really a big amount. So I think also it makes us the in the Netherlands at least uh, the biggest employer with all the supermarkets wow. uh, and people that, yeah, that, that work there. So it, it's indeed uh, 
I, I to be honest, I didn't know Aldo Hayes or Albert Heijn was uh, so big, but I was also very much impressed when I started working here. There were indeed huge numbers of people working here. So, uh, and uh, I think if you ask around, everyone knows someone who does or groceries at Albert Heijn or had a side job at Albert Heijn. So My wife, for uh, example, studied her born <laughs> called career by, uh, I think it was 15 or 16 years old, and she uh, worked at Albert Heijn part-time to kind of her first job. So indeed, I think it has touched many lives. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a huge consumer brand and, and that, that's always nice to work for or recruit for, yeah. What we wanted to talk with you, uh, Walter, about is the fact that, well, we know that the company a few years ago started to implement as much technology and, and, and digital transformation the, the company went through. And this also meant that recruitment needed to, to change in, in order to, to do uh, technical recruitment. And I know that that's why you came in. And I'm curious if you can uh, take us through that journey of coming into Ahol Del Hayes, what was there when you joined and, and what did you do? Absolutely, I'm happy to uh, uh, to share that. So um, myself, I've, I've been in recruitment for over 20 years. Uh, in the last, I think since 2012, I've been working in, in technology recruitment and I'm handling a lot of transformations within tech recruitment. And most of the time I come in when there, when there are issues with the hiring or, or a change need to be made. And that was also the case at Anhal Delays. To give you some idea, I think about four years ago, they just started a career center internally. So until that time, there was no recruitment, official recruitment department, and everything was handled through third parties uh, or agencies. So can you imagine within a big company, if you want to professionalize recruitment, that's already a huge step if you start building your uh, own uh, recruitment capability. So I started about two and a half years ago for uh, technology recruitment. And uh, also because Albert Heijn or Aldo Hess, they wanted to make the change from a, a food company to a food and tech company. And if you want to be a food and tech company, of course, you also need to be, uh, you need to innovate the tech and also you want to hire more more tech people to, to make the change and be more like an official tech company. So when I started, there was a career center, but the decision was made also because of the, the CIO to make an extra focus on technology recruitment. So when I came in, I think there was about 80% of the 1200 IT people were external. That's a really huge amount, wow. and uh, I had the I had the option to uh, to build my own IT team. So uh, and recruitment also team. recruitment team. Sorry, yeah, recruitment mm -hmm, team, mm -hmm. and uh, and also have um, able to hire and also in the beginning use some freelancers, of course, to make a team of dedicated IT recruiters, because I think that that was really necessary to uh, to make a difference and, and make a good start and set up uh, tech recruitment. In my opinion, wow. you always need, yeah, you always need to, I was also lucky because I think if you want to make a change, then in my opinion, uh, you need to have a good strategy, uh, you need to have commitment for management, uh, but you need to also have the good people, of the, 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 the best people in place, and you need to fine tune the recruitment processes. For me, that are always the basics in any transformation or any company. If you don't, if you want to make a change, 
it's difficult to change people who are not able to or not uh, understand tech recruitment. So for me, it was like a blessing that I had the ability to hire some people who were dedicated tech recruiters. Wow. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not easy to um, form a recruitment team as the company uh, grows as a startup or as a scale-up. But I would assume it's not easy also to build a team while inside of a corporate of what we discussed. No. That it has 100,000 people, 400,000 associates. No, it's it, it's kind of crazy, but I, I like it when there's a chaos and, uh, and and things need to be done, right? So uh, when I came there, I think there were only three people who were handling tech recruitment and they were not dedicated tech recruiters. So they were typical corporate recruiters who did some uh, IT roles and also worked a lot with agencies. So, uh, uh, but when I came in, one was making another move uh, internally, one was decided decided to be a freelancer and one had to leave the company. So it also gave me the ability to first hire six uh, new tech recruiters, half freelance and half on the permanent contract. And uh, now I have a team of 12 tech recruiters uh, for tech and data. So nine for perm recruitment and uh, three for uh, handling the, 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 the freelance IT jobs because that's still an, an important part of the hiring. But of course, you know, if you want to make a change, the, you must set the, the basics uh, right. So if you have the right people and, uh, and just go with your team and stand in the mud and start working and start hiring and building trust also, right? So if you, uh, if you want to change, it starts always with little baby steps, I say. And, uh, and you must also prove that you can that you're able to help the business and can handle recruitment yourself because they came from a, a situation that it's easy, right? You have a job, you ask a company, they, they put a freelancer there and it, everything is arranged. And uh, so that was, that was one important change. On the other hand, we also had to prove internally within the HR organization that recruitment doesn't only cost money, but we can also save money. It sounds maybe uh, uh, it sounds maybe a bit uh, uh, silly, but we changed from a, from a cost center to a profit center. And uh, I can imagine uh, when it was fully dependent uh, uh, on uh, yeah. outs like external agencies or freelancers, and you immediately bring stuff in house. Then can imagine you saved a lot actually, and everyone was, especially the leadership team, was super happy about it. It, yeah, of, of course, but it also, you know, it, it, uh, every transformation or every change, it takes time. So once, once you start hiring and they see that you can, can do it, I think after two years, we went back from 80% external to 60% external people. So that means that we hired uh, a lot of internal people. And then you also see, uh, saw in the, in the IT market that people were starting to look more and more to Ahold as a food and tech company instead of just a food company. So you need also, and you also know, because you're also like tech recruiters, right? So if, if, you, if you want to be helped with the hiring, you also need to create some kind of buzz in the market yeah. that your company is um, an interesting uh, company to work for. And um, wants to be seen, you want to be seen as an employer of choice. Also for the IT people who got approached, the IT developers, I think they got, they got approached 21 times per week or something for a new role. Wow. So you must really have a good story to stand out and i truly believe in the uh, marketing 
side of yep. recruitment, right? So you need to know who is your target group, how can I trigger them, and uh, and you start creating kind of touch points in their in their candidate journey, so they see something, right? And they see your company and they hear about they have nice jobs, they have nice innovative projects, they take good care of the people. It, it's a, it, it's, it's a, you have to watch a lot of things to, and make sure that you're still going the right way with, with uh, building tech recruitment. And, Speaking uh, of watching a lot of things, we've seen that you've been, so to speak, in the game for more than 20 years, actually, in the recruitment yes. field, both freelancing, in-house, a mix of these. What we were wondering before this call is, what did you notice that was different at Albert Hein than most companies that you worked with um, before when you started? First of all, I want to say I started as a freelancer at Albert Heijn. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's important for me, and I also did a similar job at, uh, at KPN in the past, what's important for me that within the IT part of the company, you need to have a strong visionary. So I used to work at KPN, I used to work with, with Bauke and Leon, and uh, Bauke became the CIO of the Netherlands that year after our successful hiring year. And at uh, Albert Heijn of Ahold, I worked with uh, Gerard van der Bijl, and he also became the CIO of the Netherlands because he has a strong vision about how IT can be innovative, in, in this case, within a food company. And, and you must also have people who realize that if you want to make a change, recruitment is an important part of your uh, strategy. And uh, so I was lucky to, to work with these kind of people and still working. But uh, uh, I always, if you don't have a strong visionary within a company, within the IT, and it's just traditional, it will be very hard to have a focus and make uh, recruitment a strategic, strategic element of the change, I think. So is this what um, stood out when you joined, that they had these visionary leaders that you knew that if you pair up with them, it basically uh, will work out in the end? Did I get it right? Yeah, and in this case, it was um, when I first got in contact with Aholt, it was the first time, and not many companies have that uh, opportunity, that the CIO was part of the interview process. The recruitment manager technology uh, was going to be part of the of the tech management team, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in the I'm in the tech management team uh, twice a week with all the platform leaders and the and Gerard van der Bijl, and uh, that's then you create also like a focus that hey recruitment matters. It's important. We needed to make the changes, and we want to also hire the best people in the market. And also want to compete with other tech companies and not just the standard corporates or the or the so we want to be compared with the big tech companies in the market like Booking and IDN and those kind of companies. And if you have that, that's quite a strong ambition, right? And, and I don't think we're there. It's yeah. great that you have a, a seat at, at the table because uh, if uh, recruitment uh, is part of the decision making, you know, when there are plans of growth, you can uh, immediately, you know, give your input of what kind of resources and what things need to happen in order for those plans to come to fruition. So uh, that's that's really awesome that uh, you're part yeah. of that uh, and you sit no, at I'm, that, I'm, at I'm that very, table. Uh, I'm I, I fully agree with you. I'm very happy with that because you don't see that a lot of 
No. Uh, you don't see it a lot with companies. And to be honest, indeed, I'm in recruitment quite a few years, but I had kind of expected five to 10 years ago that maybe in the future there will be some kind of chief recruitment officer at one company, right? Because I think that a lot of people understand uh, or, or uh, underestimate the fact what recruitment can do to realize your business goals. And uh, uh, you need focus for that. I, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm curious if you can tell us, so uh, you, you mentioned that you when you joined, you started to form your own team of around eight uh, recruiters. I'm curious what other things you needed to do at, at the beginning. I need to have the, in my opinion, the people who understand tech recruitment and uh, and have the the knowledge, but also the, the the motivation and drive to help me realize the the goals that I have. And once you have the right people in in place, then for me, next step is process. Mm. You look at the process. Where can it be better, faster, easier? Not only for us, but also for the candidates. Because I'm I'm a bit obsessed about candidate experience, what is a good way, because I think that you should also always think in your process, what if I was the candidate in this process? How would I respond? It, uh, and it, it's, it's, it's very important that you realize that once you have someone in process who is interested in your company, that you must take it seriously and also make sure you have they have a good experience, no matter the outcome, I think. Yeah, especially if you also invest in employer branding and then uh, you get applicants and candidates in and if you don't treat them right, then uh, it's a recipe for yeah, disaster. Yeah, but th no, but that, that's absolutely true. But it also um, meant that, uh, and, and I'm happy to, that we also have um, strong hiring managers or, or uh, in our IT department that realize the importance of recruitment. And they understand that if you want to be successful in recruitment, it's a joint effort. It's not like you drop the job at the recruiter and then wait till you have the best candidate. No, it's if you want to, to make it a successful recruitment process, it's a joint effort between the hiring managers or the hiring teams and the recruitment departments. I truly believe in that. I wanted to mention that usually to this kind of podcast, we have two types of listeners. At least this, these are the categories that are starting to crystallize because we're still in the early days. One type is usually people that are interested to find out uh, from a candidate perspective, um, how is it to, what's the recruitment process or, or what's kind of behind the scenes at a certain companies when it comes to hiring in order for them to apply potentially. And then the other category is people in the talent acquisition network that either uh, are in-house or freelance or agency, and they want to figure out ways maybe to make their own process more efficient, their own jobs more attractive. So looking for inspiration in that sense. And I think at least what I'm hearing so far is that, you know, Ahold has a, had a massive challenge uh, in front, at least starting a couple of years ago. Things, are, things have been working really well from multiple fronts. And I think usually inspirational uh, wise speaking people are also looking for things that haven't worked out quite well so were there some things that you guys planned but turned out to not work at all or just you know failed uh, straight straight up yeah I, I think that in every company in every process with every team of course there 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 are failures right so uh, when you start recruiting 
you always have uh, hiring managers that don't realize the importance of it, right? Or things that they're already an attractive employer and they want to take time, the time to, yeah, just let's see another candidate to review, right? Because apparently it's it's so easy that uh, you're bringing in the candidate so easy. So let's let's wait another three weeks. Maybe we find an even better candidate, right? That's the typical stuff you deal with with um, with hiring managers. And luckily we were able to to change that. Alt is not a typical company because it's such a complex matrix organization with with several brands, several stakeholders. So it's much bigger than people realize. And all of the recruiters in my team have an agency background and they all have a certain confidence, but they all say after maybe six months working in my team, hey, Ahold, it's, it's, it, it's another level of difficulty because it's so big, it's so uh, it's such a big matrix organization, so many levels, so many teams, and it always takes a lot of time to understand an organization. And uh, and I also want my recruiters to understand the organization, not just to hire and fill roles. But sometimes I always say to my team, sometimes you have to stop or and get in some kind of helicopter and just fly a little bit in the air and look down what you're really doing and why you're doing it. And not all recruiters get it, but in the end, I think if you want to grow as a recruiter, you must also know what you're doing and why you're doing it and also think, what can I do better or maybe change for next time? It's funny you say that. I was just talking to Andre uh, the other day. I personally tend to think more and more after every year that goes by that I um, invest in the recruitment world. I tend to think more and more that it's roughly around 50% of the job or to be successful. It's about figuring out who is who, what are the stakeholders, who influences who, who is a decision maker and so on. And what are the relationships between them? And then the other 50% is actually the delivery, you know, the, the hard work, uh, you know, interviewing, sourcing, yeah. reaching out and all that stuff. And this was not the case maybe three years ago, at least for me. I thought it's more on the delivery side and less on the, let's call it influencing. But the more I experience different company realities, different recruitment plans and strategies, the more I tend to see that it balances out. And it's funny you say that because I do see it as well with the helicopter view, taking a step back, understanding company dynamics and relationships between teams and people, which will in the end make you more efficient and more clear on what you're looking for. Oh, that and, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice nice that you say that. And I, I truly believe in uh, in that, and and uh, good that you have the the same. You got the same experience in the last uh, in the last period. Yeah. Yeah, maybe fifty fifty. It's a bit too uh, drastic, so to speak, but uh, it's just to <laughs> no, make a no, point. No. Yeah, and, and I think that, uh, sorry, and I think that also in, in your team, because I think if, if you really want your team or, or I want my recruiters to grow from a recruiter to a recruitment business partner, uh, is that you also are able to, to, to challenge the hiring manager because you are the, you are the specialist in the market, right? So uh, if he gives you um, a job, don't don't run. Just ask a lot of questions and and be the specialist and also be the partner for the hiring manager and 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 also dare to say no if you don't agree with him, right? Because I yeah, think that we're still the specialist that, in the market. But that's sometimes the most difficult part, I know. 
<laughs> but that, that differentiates the the good recruiters from from the great ones. I, I think the great ones are the ones who position themselves as partners, uh, as uh, subject matter experts of recruitment. And they are the ones that bring information to the hiring manager, say no, argument their decisions and, and so on. It's also funny that I was thinking about the role of a recruiter. It's also someone that has very good emotional intelligence. And I keep thinking and asking myself, how would I, if I would recruit a recruiter, how would I put that in a job description that the person needs to have high emotional intelligence in order to do all of the, the things that uh, we, we just yeah. mentioned? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, having emotional intelligence is, is for me one of the key assets indeed you need to have as a, as a recruiter, right? So uh, you, you must understand it, and you, you must be able to read people and and uh, and think ahead, right? So, just the yeah. other day we spoke right. with someone from Ball, because it's we we learn it's Ball, it's not Ball.com, and you know we were talking hiring and recruitment, uh, all, all that stuff, and one thing that I wanted to ask you as well is, as a as a parent company, if I can call it like that, at Ahol Del Hayes, do you guys create a overall global across all brands type of hiring strategy at the beginning of the year and then it gets kind of cascaded down into different brands different regions different departments like it data and so on or every brand every region operates independently how do you guys look at it i think that if we really had the chief recruitment officer it would be the first option but in practice, it's it's the second option. Like every brand has its own recruitment team locally, and even now in the in the Netherlands here, so we have a career center. We have it's about twenty five to thirty people. We have divided it in three parts. We have a a, um, a group that's responsible for young professionals, so campus recruitment. We have one part that's responsible for corporate corporate functions. And we have one part, and that's where I'm, I'm responsible for, is responsible for uh, tech data and digital recruitment. So we, 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 even within the Netherlands, we have a certain focus because of also of the, of the hiring numbers we have. So I think if you want to do good, you need to maybe think, in the ideal situation would be think globally and act locally. But I think mm -hmm. the, brands, the brands are so different and the... the type of roles are so and different. The needs, yeah. Every time when I talk to someone, uh, either friend of friend or, or neighbor or something that works within the tech department at uh, one of the Ahold functions, it makes me realize how much happens behind the scenes that, you know, usually customers don't get to see. For example, someone was telling me that there's a massive amount of data, as you can expect, uh, that yeah. they can have to deal with, make sense of, and then inform decisions which will actually influence basically the whole business. So they were telling me, you know, isn't it funny that you always see the shelf full of eggs is never missing magically. Well, there's a lot of work and data and teams that do planning and forecasting and all, all that kind of stuff behind. You said that this actually started the whole uh, tech digitalization part a couple of years ago. How was it before that? Was it all manual or was it not formalized into a standard team uh, to be honest I don't I don't know that exactly because uh, and maybe I don't want to know because I uh, I, th I think that 
they might not be able to uh, to get the best data or uh, if, if you don't have the right people to to arrange that right so i i don't know how it was before but mm -hmm. i also know that for example the data analytics and data science department has has grown a lot in the last years because at, working at such a big company with all loads of data i think uh, if you want to work in data like aldo has some kind of data heaven right you have like unlimited <laughs> amounts of literally. data you can work yeah literally so i don't uh, think you have problems uh, attracting people uh, on such a role to be honest I, when we look at the data analytics and data science roles we have I think within a few days you get like a lot of applicants, uh, over 100 probably that that keeps coming in. So, but for for tech we still do a lot of sourcing and proactively reach out to the market because yeah, it's still necessary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we still need to work hard with the tech recruitment team to reach out, and it's getting better. And you see, compared to when I started, the, the referral rate is getting higher. Uh, the amount of females working in IT is getting higher. We also changed from, I think, a typically Dutch company in, into more in the international. I wanted to ask about IT. that, yeah. Yeah, international IT department. So uh, I think we have over 28 different nationalities now working in, uh, in Saddam. Also, COVID helps that we can work in a hybrid way now. Before, I also heard that before year 2020, everyone needs to come in the office five days a week. So that's also not the ideal situation for most developers, I know. But uh, yeah, so the, the hybrid way of working is also a modern way. You see a lot, I think, within software development companies or tech companies, right? I, I don't know what your experience is with that, but... Yeah, I, I mean, if you want to attract good technical people, you need them to think about holistically what needs to happen in order to be the place where they want to come. So this also, the hybrid model also comes comes into effect. But just listening to you of all the changes that happen at Ahol del Hazen, and I think we're just touching the the peak of, of the iceberg. I think you can even make like a documentary <laughs> of all the changes, like a tech department inside such a big company, then recruitment for that, then what behaviors need to, to change. Onboarding. Onboarding and, and Onboarding, everything. absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I'm curious now. What would you say are the values that you're looking for in people that join Ahol Del Hayes and do really well at Ahol? How? What are the qualities that people need to have in order to to excel there? You mean for technology, eh? and, and then because that that's where I can. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. First of all, I, I would like to say that I think that that the the the, the biggest part of of my IT jobs were hiring mostly for Albert Heijn technology. So that's Albert Heijn, Ethos, Hall and Hall. Uh, and Albert Heijn is not the typical corporates. Uh, it's, it's kind of an informal corporate. So I used to work at other corporates and when you have a problem, they plan a meeting and then you discuss in another meeting in three weeks. And here, because of the business we, we do, if something happens, it needs to be fixed right away because can you imagine that, for example, the, the IT in the in the shops that people cannot pay or your self-scan casa has, the, has an error or your groceries to deliver at home is not working, then they lose millions per, per day, right? So people need to realize that it's a fast company, but it also means we keep on innovating all the time. So we never look for people who say, hey, it's a corporate 
I want to spend the last 15 years of my career and grow old, right? So we also want people who like the challenges and see also the impact of the work they do in directly in the app or in the or in the shops, and uh, also who like to work with the latest tech stack because that also changed. We want to be an innovative company not only uh, for our transformation but also to get the best people in the market. So, and luckily, because we're such a big company, we have also financial stability, right? Because I yeah, know so there's a lot of interesting companies in the market as well. And uh, so, so it's sometimes it feels like it's not not like a tech startup, but more like fast-growing tech company. But you still have the stability of a bigger company. And nice. that's that in a market that had a lot of reorganizations within tech companies in the last year, I think that's a strong asset. Because you can still do your work, and you don't have to worry about your paycheck, right? That is a big one, especially these days, I think. Especially when you compare with startups and scale-ups that are more volatile in general, mm. of course. One thing that I always wonder is, you know, someone that has been once again working in the field for 20 plus years, my feeling is that you have seen it all. And if not all, most of it, actually. You've seen different scenarios that kind of tend to repeat themselves over and over at different companies. You've seen different teams struggling with the same things and then overcoming them with more or less the same solutions. What are the challenges that, you know, someone that has been doing this for close to a quarter of a of a century if i can put it like that <laughs> yeah. that has seen a lot uh, so what are the challenges that you you still find if you still find uh, some of them i still i still learn every day or every month it sounds maybe sounds funny when you have the uh, uh the, when you're working in, in, in recruitment for over 20 years but every time you work with different company different people different situation different transformation the first 10 12 years of my career i did everything except it that's Kind of, kind of funny. I, I, I didn't want to go there, and then I decided in 2012. Okay, if it, if I want to stay in IT recruitment for a long time, or stay in recruitment, then IT is is a constantly changing thing in the world, right? And uh, if if you find the right spots where they want to change and 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 hire, and they why not work in IT? And that's I think that's still the best decision I've ever made. Uh, I had several roles from from just senior recruiter, sometimes manager, manager small team. I never cared about the job titles, or uh, but the, for me, it's always about the ability to make an impact and uh, and the transformation that is there. And and in my case, Alt is is uh, what I can say the biggest company I've worked for so far, but also the biggest uh, biggest team I needed to handle, right? I had I had sometimes a team of three, four, sometimes six, but I never was uh, for me that it was totally new to have a team of twelve, and also totally kind of new to to work with not only with uh, people to hire people for uh, to join all the time as a company, but also the freelance hiring is also now part of my responsibility, and um, it makes it an interesting combination. That was also the reason that I decided to. Give up freelancing and uh, and join our time permanently because I still see the transformations that are currently handling in 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 the Netherlands right now. But also see that there's a movement of rolling out the good things in IT to our uh, European uh, other brands. So that that's an all new challenge, I think. No, that's very so interesting. I can't, 
Yeah, so you can scale, and that's not my responsibility, the, the European Recruitment part yet, because it's still mm -hmm. small and every country has its own um, recruitment team. And, and you also know, in some countries, recruitment is still being handled by an HR, an official HR person, instead of a recruiter. We still have some countries where, where that's the situation. So, uh, but it's, it's, it's nice to be at this company and, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of things are happening and innovation is going very fast. That and makes the, sense. What, what One, the, I, so yeah. far, so far, there's always a new challenge. No, that's good. And I mean, obviously not surprising at the same time, because, you know, obviously with a company of this size, uh, there's always something going on in parallel to many things going on. One thing we always ask in this type of conversations is for someone that is, you know, thinking maybe in the future to apply for a hold or one of the brands, are there specific ways they can or should follow to prepare better to increase their chances besides the obvious, you know, read the job description and that stuff? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if indeed if what what can they do better because you know i think that the procedure for recruitment it's it's probably the same as in other tech companies right you have a, a, a screening with a recruiter you have the first interview with the tech lead then you do a technical assignments and then you have like final interview with hiring managers something like that right so uh, what what can they do better yeah Some examples yeah it, it's a bit difficult because you also see that uh, uh, a lot of companies are, st are still hiring people not based on their skills, but on the, the their experience with certain tech stack, right? Mm -hmm. With the software they have. So uh, it's, it's difficult to say what people can do better. I think that that people, if people really want to see the impact directly on what you have on because of the million customers that we have, the millions of customers, then uh, uh, Albert Heijn is a, is a really interesting company to work for. You need to have a certain knowledge of experience with uh, with certain software or whether it's backend or, or, or frontend. It's, it's difficult to answer what they can do better. I think maybe we should ask the question, what can we do better to be mm -hmm. an even more attractive employer? Uh, because I think that's, that's always the secret to better hiring, I think. Realize what... What, nice. the, the, what you need to do to be a better company and be more attractive. I think that for me, that's always the secret. Very, very exciting. Cool. From, from my side, Walter, this was uh, very entertaining and, and informative. So thank you very much for uh, talking with us for, for, the, for the last hour about the hiring at, at Ahold. Thank uh, you. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, it was very nice to share some of the information. And uh, if you or other people have any questions you just reach out and uh, I'm happy to uh, to answer them and uh, and maybe I can also ask questions to other people as well because like I said I'm still learning every week right it's it's every time it's a new situation new people so uh, I'm happy to uh, to have joined thank you for it was a great first step thank you so much thank you out there